Now, everything you were going to do someday is on the calendar. Want to retire someday? You'll really want this. A My Social Security account at socialsecurity.gov. You can estimate your future benefits and manage current benefits online. Millions of people have a My Social Security account. Get yours today, because someday is here at socialsecurity.gov. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's time for high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI and online at WBBI.com. I'm ready. High school basketball is brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank. Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer, by Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Ready? Let's go. Let's go live to high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Tiffin Calvert High School, your side for SBC basketball tonight. We have the Hopewell Loudon Chieftains taking on the Tiffin Calvert Senecas. Hopewell Loudon 4 and 1 on the season. Their last game a blowout win over Gibsonburg. Calvert 2 and 2 on the season. A Harry Schultz 3 with about 2 seconds left gave them the win last Saturday night against Margareta. This is SBC River Basketball on Kolaskis 96.7 WBBI Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you for tonight's matchup. Matt, two teams. You've already seen both of them this season. What are your uh, thoughts heading into this one? Uh, this should be a good rivalry game. I mean, just to uh, be called as this, should be a very good rivalry game. You really do want to leave the records at the door because of the fact this is a rivalry game and a big matchup between these two teams. But what, what I'm expecting to see tonight, I, I think this is the coming out game for Hope All Loud. I mean, they do have a good record already, right, 4 and 1 on the season. Talented ball club from top to bottom. All their wins have been expected wins so far. This is a Calvert team last year that was undefeated, obviously a bit of a rebuild team this year, but they still get local and regional credibility because of how good they've been over the past few seasons. I think tonight, this is really going to be Hopewell's big coming out game. This is where they put the statement on their rec their season early saying, hey, we're not just here to play. We're here to win. We're here to make a deep run. And frankly, with some of the juniors that they have in the squad, they're here to make a deep run, and they're here to win big. So tonight, I love watching Calvert. I love being here at the Calvert gym. You know what? We love the Calvert high school program and all the community and stuff like that, but Man, if I don't see a massive night from Evan Kreese tonight, I will be shocked. It's it's going to be a fun night of basketball. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We come back starting lineups. Opening tip here from Tiffin Calvert. You're listening to High School Basketball on Cole Alaska 96.7 WBBI. Everyone wants clean water, but are you doing all that you can to keep it clean? The Northwestern Water and Sewer District reminds you that flushable wipes are not flushable. They don't break down in the treatment process, plus they can damage your plumbing, which can cost you hundreds to fix. So next time you go, remember, do not flush the wipes. Toss them in the trash. It's a small step that you can take to protect our water. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-423-7161. 
That's 419-423-7161 or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Have you tried Campus Poly Eyes with their world-famous stuffed sticks? Campus Poly Eyes is at 339 South Blanchard Street and are serving up their award-winning pizza, amazing stuffed breadsticks, subs, salads, and more. Campus Poly Eyes is now delivering all over Findlay, and they offer a great selection of beer and wine for dine-in customers. Voted best restaurant, period, by the BG News three of the last five years. Campus Poly Eyes at 339 South Blanchard Street. Stop in and taste heaven. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 60 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. We are here from Tiffin Calvert getting ready for the start of tonight's half matchup between Hopewell Loudon and Tiffin Calvert. Lance Force Matt Calvin here with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Going to send things over to Matt for the starting lineup for Hopewell Loudon. Absolutely. Hopewell Loudon 4-1 on the season. The SPC River starting off number 5, Donovan Elmore, the six foot five junior, 9 points. Rebounds, one assist per game. Number 10, Braylon Martinez at the point guard. Nine points, three rebounds, three assists per game. Number zero, Blake Barrier. A little bit of an oxymoron there. Zero, technically not a number, but we count it anyway. <laughs> Nine points, two rebounds, six assists. He's back there in that backcourt with Mar Martinez as well. And then Carter Yarbrough, number three, 11 points a game, five rebounds, the 5'9 junior. And then rounding it out, probably... Strong contestant for SBC Player of the Year this season. Evan Kreese, 20 points a game, nine rebounds, six foot four junior, coached by one of my most entertaining coaches of the year, candidates year in and year out, Roger Jury. Starting five for Tiffin Coward. Gonna be a little different starting lineup than last time we saw them in that matchup with Old Fort there. 
the second game on the campaign. They will start most of the same guys. They will start Caden Otterbacher, Harry Schultz, Nick Palm, Jacob Romback, along with Gavin Wagner getting the nod in their starting lineup for tonight's game. The 6-4 sophomore probably trying to just kind of deal with the heights you get against this Hopewell Loudon team with Priest at 6-4, El Elmore at 6-5. Not going to not going to be too many teams that have uh, the Twin Towers like you see for Hopewell. Yeah, and really, not too many teams have that type of height that also plays on the outside as well as uh, Evan Kreese does. I mean, Evan Kreese, he had some major growth spurts to get to that six foot four. So he developed his outside game first, then he built his inside game. So you're really not going to see too many big men in the area that can play as complete of a game as Evan Kreese can. So. Yeah, you want to get the height out there. You want to get some more athletic ability out there. Keep with them. But at the end of the day, you got to have the understanding. Kreese is going to get his shots. He's going to get his looks. He's going to throw some highlights down in this game. You just have to outlast that and prevent someone like Martinez or Yarborough or Nutter or Agabar or Barrier. Any of those guys. you got to just prevent one of them from going off as well and you're gonna have a shot in this matchup. So there's some good opportunity here and it's it's a rivalry game. These two teams are 10 minutes away from each other. You know they're gonna go after it regardless of the records. And I'm sure that the guys that were part of the football game remember, it's only a three point game in the in football that Hopewell was able to come out on top for. That's true. Oh. You making sure that's, is that you? No, it's not me. <laughs> I was going to say, you were listening very intently. You got to be a little scared because the first two letters would have started my license plate. I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on a second. Even if you had left your lights on, it's not as bad as locking the keys in your car. You know what? I actually can't do that anymore. I bought a car that scientifically is impossible to lock my keys in the car. I'm glad you advanced that much. No, that's not advancing. That's surrendering the fact wow. that I just did it way too often. Regardless. Ready to go here from Calvert. Hopewell Loudon will win the tip. They'll be attacking the basket to our left here from our position here at Calvert. As Gavin Wagner comes in to get the steal for Calvert as they will poke it away. Seneca's will now take over possession on the offensive side. Nick Palm with it up top. Now finding Otterbacher on the left wing for the Seneca's. He'll get the screen, doesn't get much space that time. He'll swing it over now. Schultz will set things up from between half court and the volleyball line. 30 seconds into this one between Calvert and Hopewell. Still no shots on the basket. Down inside, Wagner tries to get one off, but he will be fouled before he really had a chance to release that one. Both barrier increase down low inside that time for Hopewell. And I got to tell you, I love the idea of having Wagner out there tonight, especially against Elmore. With respect to Elmore, he's a talented player. He's certainly still developing into his game. He is a very, very passive defender. He is not really that aggressive. Or Wagner, on the other hand, he'll get after it. He'll get after you in these matchups. So good comparison matchup between the two. Coach Otterbacher was wanting the foul call. He did not get one. But inside, it will be Jacob Romback. And in the scoring starter for Calvert, they take the 2-0 lead. Yeah, I can see why he wanted it. A little hard to call the shooting foul, though, when they didn't even get to the act of shooting. I think he didn't get to the active shooting because he was fouled, but that's, True. that's a part of it. That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> Hopewell Louding setting up their offense will be Braylon Martinez with it. Left side being hounded by Caden Otterbacher. The 
Swing it out to Yarbrough, reset things for the Chieftains. Crease attacking baseline and can't quite complete the dunk inside, but does finish with the reverse lay and ties it up at twos. Yeah, do not be surprised. Crease puts a few uh, slams down tonight. He did that the our game that I covered. And he had some highlight ones, like off the backboard kind of highlight ones. The, the kid can jump. Caden Otterbacher with it, left wing for Calvert. All tied up 2-2, two two, 6.30 left to go here. First corner of action from Calvert. We'll swing it now, Schultz with it, left wing. Passing it up top, Palm. Open enough for the three. Won't get that one to drop. Rebound up and put back in by Gavin Wagner. And that'll allow Calvert retake a two-point lead. Wagner is absolutely the right man for this matchup against Elmore. Well, Loudon setting up their offense. Elmore wanted to go inside, passes poked by Wagner, ends up in Palm's hands. Just like that, Calvert will go back on the offensive side. 4-2, to two, they lead under six minutes left to go here in this first quarter of action. Calvert goes into Nick Palm in the short corner. They'll swing it around to Wagner up top. Now back over to Palm after getting the screen. Now he's switched on to by Elmore. Palm driving inside, pump faking, goes up and grazes off the rim, missing, but getting it on miss and putting it right back up and in with Nick Palm. Calvert, a 6-2 lead, 5.35 to go first quarter. And just kind of a prime example right there, watching Elmore, very talented kid, but extremely passive on the defensive side. Palm easily able to get that second chance rebound. Well, Loudon setting up their offense in the half court. Blake Barrier will have it between half court and the volleyball line on the far side of the floor. Get it now over to Martinez on the right wing. Martinez being switched on to by Rombach to get it down to Yarbrough. Yarbrough pump fakes. Now he'll take the shot from inside and gets that one to go. From about a few feet inside the three-point line. Makes the score 6-4, Calvert leading by two. Hope Olav, they are very, very accurate. They do a great job with the ball. They have very solid selection, and it shows early in this matchup. Calvert will go into Rombach on the left elbow, working on crease. Doesn't have enough room for the shot. They'll... Get it back out now to Palm up top at the volleyball line. 4.40 left to go first quarter. Calvert leading this one 6-4. Get it over to Palm now. Left wing entering it to Rombach. Left block. One dribble back out now Palm. He'll pump fake. Swinging it out. Schultz. Schultz. He'll drive left side. He'll force it up. Grazes off the front of the rim. Won't go. Rebound going to be grabbed by Crease Up ahead now. Hopewell goes the other direction. Barrier will attack from the left side. We're bringing it back out. Now Yarbrough will set up from the volleyball line. Wants to get the screen from Elmore. Doesn't really get to use it, but creates enough space. Drives inside and gets the friendly roll on the back of the rim to get that one to drop for the second basket for Yarbrough. Ties it up 6-6, to go first quarter. Yeah, Yarbrough, even though height-wise, not one of the biggest guys out there at 5-9, he is such a good slasher in the basket. He really does a good job. Aaron Pass will eventually be grabbed by Wagner, but then poked around a couple more times. Elmore comes away with it for Hopewell. He'll drive down inside, and he'll get that shot off. Won't get that one to drop, but now we'll see Elmore draw the foul, and he'll go to the line for two. And I'll be pretty confident here as Elmore is going to go for the line. See Will Nutter down there getting ready to check in. I think Coach Jury is going to swap Elmore for Nutter right now in this matchup while Wagner's out on the floor. Got two subs waiting to check in for Calvert as well. Saw Kevin Ardner one. The other one is hiding behind Coach Otterbacher. First free throw from Elmore off the mark. And Nutter is, in fact, checking in for the shooter. Also see Carter Wolf check in. He'll check in for Wagner. You also see Harry Schultz checking out on the Calvert sign. And I'd still make the substitution if I'm Coach Jury. Let Nutter get out there. Kind of, kind of put some pressure in the paint on Calvert, force them to go more outside. Second free throw from Elmore, that won't go either. 
Rebound grabbed by Wolf. Calvert goes the other way. All tied up six to six. 3.43 left to go here first quarter. They go down inside. It'll be a jump ball. Possession arrow will keep it with Calvert this time. And now we will see another check in for Elmore after Elmore was unable to get either of those free throws to drop. So Will Nutter, first guy off the bench now for Hopewell. Yeah, you know, Nutter, you look at his stat line, three points a game, four rebounds. It's just more He's more of an energy and kind of enforcer kind of player at the paint. But when you're first team on both sides of the ball as a sophomore on, on football, you're pretty clearly a tough guy. Yes, you are. He definitely lives up to that billing. Wolf will drive inside, can't convert. Roundback briefly had the board. He can't get it to fall inside either. Now rebounded, grabbed Hopewell the other direction. Barrier creates some contact. And They'll get that one to go with the foul. Thought they might actually get Barrier for an offensive foul just for him extending that arm, but instead it'll be an and one opportunity. He did extend the arm, but you know what? The feet weren't set by the defender in that situation, so he may have had the arm extended, but even as he was making contact, that defender was still getting set in place. That was a good job on his part. We talk about Will Nutter. Another thing you got to mention, his mullet game is outstanding as a sophomore. It very much is. Him and uh, him and Brad Meals, the two sophomores that have some uh, pretty good mullets in the area. They, they really do. They bring their game with it. I'm not going to lie. Free throw will fall for Hopewell. Makes it 9-6. to six. They now retake the lead with 3.03 left to go here. First quarter of action. Palm getting things set up for the Calvert offense. Being defended by Yarbrough. Gets a screen from Otterbacher. He'll drive left side. Finishing inside with a layup will be the senior. Nick Palm cuts down deficit to one. Nice job by Palm. Inside, easy lane for Will Nutter as the Calvert defense unable to get back properly in transition. Hopewell adds on to their lead again, 2.38 to go first quarter. Coach uh, Otterbacher, extremely animated down there. Not something we're used to seeing from him. Palm setting things up for the Calvert offense with under two and a half to go in this first quarter. Get it up top for Ardner. Ardner waiting on someone to get to, finds Palm on the right side. Right wing extended for Palm, backs it up now near the top of the key. He'll drive down inside, but ripped right away by Evan Kreese. Kreese in transition, laying it up and in. He wanted to throw it down, you can tell, but Otterbacher was able to rotate enough, so that wasn't an opportunity, but Kreese still finishes inside. Yeah, that's what you want from Kreese, just to be able to make those types of plays, really disrupt and just be the kind of star that he is. 13 to eight, your score. Hopewell out in the five point lead. 150 to go in the quarter. Calvert back on the offensive side. Jacob Brown back with it, left corner has it poked away from him and getting down on the ground and getting it will be bare, but then stolen right back by that time. Brown back, but then stolen right back again by Hopewell. They'll go back in transition. Martinez with the left wing, he'll pull and knocking it down from deep outside on the left wing. Graylin Martinez adds on to the Calvert lead, or the Hopewell lead. Yeah, this Hopewell team is just deadly once they get into rhythm. They're just absolutely deadly. Martinez came into today shooting 43% from three, and you can see why. As Ardner will lose the handle on the sideline, and now that will allow Hopewell to retake possession. We'll see Schultz checking back in along with Lee Morgan for Calvert. Out go Palm and Rombach for the Senecas. And for Hopewell, this is a big opportunity with Palm not out there to really try and get after and extend this lead. Down inside, Barrier can't quite get that one to drop for Hopewell, but they poked out of bounds, last touched by Hopewell, so it will be Calvert ball with 102 to go in the first quarter. Hopewell, the 16 to eight advantage. And they've done it in a good way. It's a balanced score sheet right now. 
for Hopewell. You don't have anyone really flying off the shelf in terms of where they're getting their points from. It's a balanced attack so far tonight. Calvert able to break the press this time down, created up front with wide open layup as Lee Morgan lays it up and in after the defense was out of sorts following the press. Yeah, just did rotate back in from the press quick enough there. 40 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Carter Yarbrough with it up top for Hopewell. He'll get it over to Crease, left wing extended. He'll now drive inside. He can't quite finish with the right hand. Morgan with the board for Calvert. Up ahead now to Otterbacher. He'll cross half court with 23 seconds to go in the opening quarter. Probably get it back out to Otterbacher to slow things down for Calvert. Probably try and take the last shot of this first quarter. Swing it over now back to Otterbacher, right wing, 10 seconds to go in the quarter. Bringing it back up top, losing the dribble, wants to go down inside. Wolf almost loses the handle, bounces it back out to Schultz. Schultz looks up at the clock, now launches the fading three, won't get that one to go from the corner as time expires in the first quarter of action. 16 to 10, your score. Hope well out in the six point lead through one here at Calvert. We'll step aside for a quick timeout when we come back, start of quarter number two. You're listening to High School Basketball on Colaskis 96.7 WBVI. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Getting ready to start quarter number two from Calvert High School side for tonight's action. 16 to 10, your score. Hopewell loud in the six-point lead over Calvert through one. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you. Classic at 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Nice little back and forth first quarter in this one so far, Matt. Yeah, definitely good back and forth, a good rivalry matchup. But you definitely can tell Hopewell's got a little bit more in the tank right now in their favor. But been a good matchup so far. Hopewell out and setting up their offense in the half corner. It'll be Blake Berry with it right wing. He'll briefly drive in. Now brings it back out to the wing. Martinez, he'll look to drive inside. Now back out, but stolen away by Harry Schultz. Calvert the other way. Yeah, good defense there from Calvert. Palm down inside. Got it out for Ardner for the three, but they called a foul on the floor before that had a chance to go off. So Calvert will inbound from under their basket, and we'll see. Evan check back into the game after resting a mere 32 seconds. Oh, that didn't last long. <laughs> that certainly didn't last long. Now, this is an interesting lineup for Hopewell, though. Look at the height lineup. That is, you got, that is a big lineup. You got yeah, Nutter, Elmore, Crease, and Barrier all out there at the same time. Certainly an interesting lineup for Hopewell to try out right now. Early goings of the second quarter. And pick up Crease for the reach-in foul that time. Big foul. That's a big, big foul there. Is just his first. It is his first. That, that is very important to note. But 
If you can get him somewhat in foul trouble and make them have to consider sitting him for a little bit, that could be a huge benefit to Calvert. Calvert setting up their offense now in the half court. It'll be Kevin Arner with it. Left wing extended being defended by Evan Kreese. Now they'll find Palm briefly open on the left wing. Now gets the screen from Wagner. Being switched onto now by Nutter is Hope Loudon seemingly switching everything on the screens. Palm able to get a little bit of space and gets that one to drop with a little bit of contact from about six feet, feet out. Nice, uh, nice shot that time from Palm. You really get the feeling that Hopewell feels comfortable switching on all those screens each time that they have the athletic ability, even with their bigs, to hang with Calvert. Hopewell setting up their offense now. 6.35 left to go here, first half of action. Hopewell the four-point lead. Reese over to Elmore. No pump fake right side. Now spin move, turn around. Jay doesn't touch anything. Ardner with the board now for Calvert. Palm up ahead, pushing in transition. He'll find Schultz in the corner. Now back out now to Palm. Reset the Calvert offense now into the half court after unable to get one going in transition. He'll be defended out front by Martinez. And now the clock, now the ref will start to count things off. Elmore switches up on a trap. Um, almost lost the handle on a high dribble. Now finding Lee Morgan. Morgan with it on the right wing. Ardner bringing it up top. Wanted to hand it to Schultz, but Schultz being defended well by Barrier. Doesn't get open enough for the pass. Now it'll be Morgan with it. He'll drive inside. They'll get a foul called that time down inside. And that one goes against Kreese. Yes, it will. So that will be now his second. So you had to, you had to keep, him, keep an eye on that. Now Kreese picks up a second foul. And now Kreese has to be the one that checks out instead of Elmore. We'll see a couple of Calvert subs. Morgan checking out, as does Ardner. Otterbacher and Rombach back on the floor for the Senecas. They'll inbound it to Otterbacher on the right wing extended. He'll bring it back up towards half court, being hounded by Martinez. They'll bounce it to Schultz, left wing extended. Gets the screen from Wolf. Now he'll launch the three. Schultz doesn't get that one to drop. Rombach eventually comes down with the rebound to keep it with Calvert. Now back out to Palm, right wing. Schultz was open in the corner, but would have been a tough pass for Palm to get it over to that left corner from the right wing. Now he'll back it over, finds Rombach, got Elmore reaching down inside, and Ardner and unable to be finished that time by Wagner, so it goes the other way for Hopewell. 5.15 to go first quarter, they lead by four. Probably a missed hack there by the officials. Barry with it up top now for Hopewell. They'll swing it now. Martinez open for another three. That'll drop it yet again for the sophomore Braylon Martinez. That'll add on for Hopewell lead again. Yeah, his, his three-point game is just incredible. When he gets going, it's you, you have to defend him from the outside. You absolutely have to keep him covered because he will go off. Now they're now setting up their offense. They'll get over to Palm. He'll pump fake down inside. Now up to Wagner. Back over now, Palm with it for Calvert. He'll enter it to Wagner, high post, working on Nutter. Finds Ron back on the cut, bounces it out. Wide open Palm from the corner, and one with the foul from the left corner. Nick Palm gets that one to fall. Great play, big mistake there by Yarborough as he completely committed going airborne. That gave Palm plenty of time to lean into it, take the contact, and you know maybe a tiny little bit of acting there on the contact, but still. Very, very clear contact there by Yarborough. Definitely going the line for the very, very rare four-point play. Tyler Agaba checking in for Hopewell. He'll check in for Donovan Elmore. And one free throw up and good. So Palm does complete the four-point play. And we'll see Coach Otterbacher take the timeout. 4.31 left to go here 
first half of action. Full timeout. We'll keep it right here on this one here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. If for no other reason than the fact Matt and I have not been with each other for, it's been a while. for a little while. Aside from our show last week, we haven't had any sort of actual talking voice communication. You, have you missed me? Come on. Come on. In Come terms on. of the broadcast, yes, I missed you. In terms of all my annoying stuff, though, probably not so much, right? It's been a fantastic week, right? <laughs> right on the head. That's fair. I get that. I respect that. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting start to the basketball season from a broadcast perspective. I mean, had our first one was Hopewell. It was, you know, just me flying solo. Then we had our Calvert-Old Fort game. Then I was gone for a week. So it's like, I, I think the band is finally back together now. So... We should be good. And, and every game, I mean, I mean, I guess this, obviously, it's still close as of now. All the games I had on my own, they were all pretty close games. Well, I take two of the three were close. One was not. Man, all my game, my game was a runaway, and then the game I did with you was a runaway. The, the LB Old Fort game got out of hand pretty quickly, but LB against OG was pretty close, and Van Buren McComb was, uh, was a couple, I think a six-point final, final uh, differential. That's not bad. And out of the timeout, Carter Yarbrough knocking down the three for Hopewell Loudon. So they continue to make it rain from outside. They'll add on to their lead. It's 22-16, 4-10 left to go first half. Yarbrough equally deadly from beyond the arc at 41% coming into tonight. Now we're now getting their offense set. Palm gets the screen and laying it up and in after touching every part of the rim. Palm Definitely playing like a senior so far here tonight for Calvert. Yeah, definitely playing like the guy who's in that Garrett Spawn type of facilitator and game changer position at the point guard for this offense. Barrier, he'll launch it from deep. That one comes up short. Palm with the board for Calvert. He'll look to push, but he'll be trapped. He's able to get it over inside to Rombach. Finds Otterbacher on the cut, but runs out of room on the baseline. And they get it back over to Hopewell Loudon with 3.38 left to go. First half of action, we'll see Evan Kreese set to check back in for Hopewell. He'll come in for Carter Yarbrough. And I like this rotation here, keeping Agaba out there, along with Kreese and Nutter. I like Agaba's athletic ability. He's quite a jumper, very, very quick, so much more so than Elmore. He might be able to hold his own pretty nicely in the paint down there. Hopewell out and back on the offensive side. They'll go inside to Nutter, flinging it over now, Kreese right corner. Reese will drive baseline now, wants to go reverse, ends up getting it out to Barry after it's poked away a couple different times. Agaba lo loses the handle. Otterbach comes away with it, but he'll end up having it poked away from him, so it'll stay with Calvert. They'll inbound from under the basket. 3.08 left to go first half. Elmore will check back in for Hopewell. He'll come in for Agaba. Uh, well, I like the effort play from Agaba there, but you got to be able to hold on to the ball. That's Coach Shuri does not abide that sort of play. Calvert, they inbound, they get it back into Palm after the quick inbound in the right corner for the Senecas. Gets the screen from Schultz, Palm will drive inside, bounces it inside Wagner, back out Palm, he'll launch another three, that time won't fall. Wagner fights for the board, Romback comes down with it to keep it with Calvert. He'll take one dribble, now getting it back out Palm, reset 248, left to go first half of action, Calvert trailing 22-18. Very low scoring quarter so far, it's not been a lot of offense for either of these teams. Calvert will get it over now to Palm. Left wing extended. Gets the screen from Rombach. Being switched on to now by Nutter. Palm with it up top. He'll drive right side. Stops just outside of the block. Bounces it. Rombach with it mid post. Now back out Palm. Being defended by Elmore now after another switch. 
Now switched back onto by Nutter. Palm will maintain his dribble. Now he'll get it over to Rombach. Rombach looking for Wagner inside, but is sealed off pretty well that time by Martinez. Paul maintaining his dribble goes down inside to Wagner, who fights for the handle, and they call a very quick jump ball. Possession arrow, though, keeps it with Calvert, 2.06 to go first half. So you'd think it'd be quick, but actually their technical situation, Barrier, when he came down as they both had possession, he was actually out of bounds. In that situation, you are supposed to call the jump ball whistle right away. But if you're out of bounds, aren't you out of bounds? You are, but if it's a jump ball where both people have equal possession, it's called a jump ball. But if you're out of bounds, you then lose the possession. <laughs> I don't make the rules, man. I'm just saying. Calvert possession remaining. It's Palm with it now. He'll briefly lose the handle. Ends up back in Wagner's hands. Now back out Palm. Palm will drive inside. Loses his dribble. Goes down inside to Rombach after the great seal. He can't finish inside, but Rombach is hit pretty hard as he'll now go to the line for a pair of free throws with 139 left to go in the first half. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. A call by the officials there against Elmore. That just looked like good defense more than anything else. I think it might have started as good defense, but then after everybody jumps up in the air at the same time, kind of turns it into a foul. First one up and good from Rombach from the line. That makes it a one-possession game back to a three-point deficit. Second one up and good from Rombach as he'll knock in both of his free throws. And fun fact, first part of the season, he was only two for five at the line, but knocks in those two that time. Yeah, doing much better tonight. Really, really seems like he put a focus on it. Crease finds a way to get that one to drop on the turnaround shot from just outside the left block, just like that Hopewell's lead back to four. He just saw the potential there as well with Elmore as he went up in case it was deflected away for the putback jam. But man, the kid's just got so much potential. Calvert will swing it. Otterbacher, left wing three, clanks off the back iron. Rombach comes down with the rebound. Actually, Wagner came down with the rebound. Now out to Schultz. He's open for the three. That one won't drop either. Rombach fights for that rebound, and now we will get a big jump ball. As Freeze actually tried to signal for a timeout, but it will, in fact, be a jump ball. Possession arrow will give it over to Hopewell. Yeah, good effort from both these teams. You're really seeing how much a rivalry game makes a difference regardless of the win-loss record. Under a minute left to go in this first half of action. Hopewell, the four-point lead, 24-20. to 20. Hopewell back on the offensive side. They'll enter it to crease, left block extended. Goes up and finishing inside with a nice move with the right hand. Adds on to the Hopewell lead back to six. Crease's speed in the paint is just remarkable. It really is. Ball brings it up before this time for Calvert. Gets it over to Otterbacher. Crease almost poked it away. He'll poke it away, but will in fact stay with Calvert as we'll see Agaba check back in. He'll check in for Crease. Both him and Elmore will walk it towards the bench. I had to wait yeah, to see who sat this, down. Uh, who gets to sit down first? Musical chairs. 27 seconds remain in the first half. Palm will drive down inside for Calvert. Schultz, now he'll take a shot and up and good from just outside the right block. And will cut down the Calvert deficit back to four with 15 seconds to go in the half. Definitely the unit out there for a last second three-pointer. Agaba, he'll launch it from the left corner, doesn't touch anything. Nutter briefly had it, he'll be the last one to touch it, so he gives it back to Calvert with 6.6 left to go in the half, chance to make it a one-possession game before the half. Very curious to see how they play this one. 
Palm lets it roll a little bit before he brings it in. Has it with four, being hounded by Agaba. He'll stop and he'll take the contested three, but it will not touch anything. And that will do it for the first half of action through one half of play. Your score, 26-22. to Hopewell Loudon, the four-point lead over Calvert. Yeah, and a good first half for both these teams. Very low score, and that's much more a testament to Calvert than it is to Hopewell Loudon having a rough night. Calvert defensively has been doing a lot of good things against this Hopewell Loudon squad, really keeping them in check. And flip side of that, Hopewell, they really haven't come up with much of an answer consistently. They've done a few good things here and there, but they have not been able to get the outside game going consistently, even though it seems like every three-pointer they've shot, they've made. Just they're not really getting a ton of good looks at, not a lot of clean looks. And Coach Jury, especially with this year's squad, he has really put the emphasis on shot selection and efficiency. So they're not settling for those uh, B minus, B plus grade shots that we've talked about in years past. It's, it's A or higher with this team. They really want to make sure they're getting the best looks at the basket every time. And, you know, sometimes that leads to a lower scoring affair in a first half of action. But great first half from both these teams. Very impressed with what we saw from Calvert so far. Should make for a pretty fun second half of action. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We come back, we'll have our Owen oh, at halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start our second half here from Calvert. Again, Hopewell, the four-point lead, 26-22 through one half of play. Listening to high school basketball, Cole Laskett, 96-7, WBI. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. My name is Carrie Maligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't, our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home, we're here for you. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Santa is your helper this Christmas at Reineke Ford in Faustoria. Get 0.99% financing for 36 months on all gold certified vehicles. They pass a 172 multi-point inspection, include a limited extended warranty and roadside assistance. And with any valid test drive, you will have the chance to win a smart TV. Stop out to Reineke in Faustoria and test drive a vehicle before Christmas. Get your key from Reineke. ReinekeFamilyDealerships.com don't sit on the sidelines and let life pass you by take control of your health with the help of grit personalized fitness and training for all ages whether it's hiking riding a bike or simply playing with your kids or grandkids mitch gardner and the fitness experts at grit can help you strengthen your quality of life and wellness get toned get fit 
Get healthy and get your life back at Grit Personalized Fitness and Training, located in Body Works behind Ace Hardware on Market Street in Tiffin. Get Grit. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. Like everything else in college athletics, college basketball has seen some serious changes over the last year. One major change has been the one-time transfer rule put into place by the NCAA in August of 2022. It allows players to transfer to another school without sitting for one year of their remaining eligibility. The Ohio State men's basketball team is one of many around the country that have rosters made up of transfer players. One such player is senior guard Tanner Holden, a transfer from Wright State out near Dayton. It's been a different role for Holden in Columbus, but he's already made quite the impact. You'll hear from Holden and his Ohio State head coach, Chris Holtman, coming up next. This is the Ohio News Network. I'm Scott DeMauro, president of the Ohio Education Association. On behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. We know high school sports play an important role in shaping young athletes' lives. And we've all seen the difference Ohio's educators make in their students' lives every day. Whether they're in the classrooms or coaching on the basketball court, Ohio's educators are dedicated to empowering their students and providing them with opportunities to learn, grow, and thrive. For that, we say thank you. This is Doug Ute, Executive Director of Ohio High School Athletic Association. High school coaches can be the biggest influence on kids having a positive experience in sports. Sports set the foundation for life lessons that remain long after playing days are over. This is Gene Smith. Please join Life Sports at The Ohio State University and the Ohio High School Athletic Association as we partner with the Susan Crown Exchange on its Million Coaches Challenge. Get involved and learn more at go.osu.edu backslash coach beyond. This, this is ONN. In late March, about 10 days after the Wright State men's basketball team was knocked out of the 2022 NCAA tournament, junior guard Tanner Holden from Wheelersburg, Ohio, entered his name into the transfer portal, announcing his intention to play at a different school with two years of eligibility remaining. In early April, Holden announced that he would play at The Ohio State University. In his final season with the Raiders, Holden averaged more than 20 points, playing 35 minutes per game. It's been a different role for Holden at Ohio State. The Buckeyes utilize more of a two-guard lineup, and through nine games this season, Holden's averaging 4.8 points in 16 minutes per game. In Ohio State's Big Ten opener against Rutgers in early December, Holden scored only three points in 15 minutes of play, but his three was the buzzer-beating game winner that gave Ohio State a 67-66 win. Holden was asked after that game if he's frustrated with his new role. No, I'm not frustrated. You know, uh, before I ever entered the portal, I, I wrote a list down of what changes were going to be, the pros and cons of leaving. Uh, and, you know, one of those things was, you know, maybe I play less. Uh, you know, that was one of the things, you know, I just had to bite the bullet on that. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'll play 20 minutes. You know, me and Coach Holman have had a lot of conversations. Uh, you know, I, I think tonight is a perfect example uh, just, just to stay ready. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I played in the last four minutes. So, but, you know, Coach Holman called my name, sprinted up there, you know, I was ready. Uh, I think that's for a lot of guys, you know, different, different people, it's going to be their night. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm not frustrated by anything. You know, we got to win tonight. I'm, I'm 
happier than ever. Ohio State's head coach Chris Holtman called Tanner Holden one of their, quote, most consistent workers. After their one-point win over Rutgers, Holtman added that consistency is why they wanted Holden in Columbus. He's a gamer. I mean, he's made big shots his whole life, really. Made big shots. I mean, he made, a, I think, a game-winning reception as a wide receiver in the state championship game. Like, he's just, he's a gamer. He's got to get better defensively against this level of physicality and athlete and uh he's really got to improve on that end but man i'm i don't, don't want to get into that too much tonight because i'm just really happy for the kid really happy for him holden says he's confident things will work out with the buckeyes yeah you know it's always an adjustment you know anytime going from a different team different conference uh, there's always adjustments so i think you know overall the scoring will come i think we have a lot of guys who can score the ball as you see tonight you know zed had a big night bryce had a big night just guys chipping in in different ways so you know i think you know a lot of guys will have their night a lot of guys will contribute in different ways so i think you know my time will come i'm you know i'm still working hard uh we all are working hard so you know i just trust my guys to make plays you know they'll find me it's not too often that a player makes a game winner in their first conference game holden says he can't remember if he's ever hit a shot like the one he did to beat rutgers but he says it's a great feeling and a great way to begin big 10 play for me it's it's a confidence builder a confidence booster uh so i think you know it's one game we're gonna uh learn from uh you know we're gonna get back in the gym tomorrow work on it uh so i think overall you know it's just a good building block for us uh so you know i think i think we're just gonna build off of it the ohio state men's basketball team resumes conference play on sunday january 1st of 2023 osu is on the road at northwestern for the ohio news network i'm eric reeser welcome to bigby coffee your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived no matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Getting ready to start the second half of action here from Tiffin Calvert High School. Your for tonight's action, Hopewell Loudon, the four-point lead, 26-22 over Calvert. So we're just about ready to start the second half. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you. Classic at 96.7 WBBI, online through WBBI.com. Yeah, much closer first half than we probably anticipated in tonight's matchup. You know, that's a big testament to Calvert and what they've done so far. Calvert with possession to start this second half of play. Palm wide open for the three and is hammered by Elmore as he took that three. So Palm will draw the foul and he'll get three shots at the line. Donovan Elmore is just not having a good night tonight. There, there's no other way around it. He's just, I mean, even from a body language perspective, he just does not seem to be in it tonight. First free throw up and good for Palm. Palm having himself already a very good night. He's already got 13 on the game. Yeah, Palm, he's a very good player. I mean. Is he Garrett Spock? No, to be candid, but very few people are in terms of his ability. But Palm is a very, very solid player for this team. You, he's easily someone you can build it around for this season. 
second one was good by Palm. Here's a third, also up and good. Stays perfect on the air from the free throw line as he's made all four he's taken tonight. Yarbrough will drive inside. Good hesitation move, but Outerbacher sends that one back where it came from with the block. And now Calvert will take it the other direction. Chance to take the lead, and they'll do just that on the lay-in from Gavin Wagner. Wagner's really had himself a good night down there. No points-wise, those are only his fourth points of the night. But, man, he has done a lot of good facilitating for this Seneca squad tonight. Crease with it, right corner for Hopewell, and he'll finish down inside. Crease will allow that one to drop. Hopewell will retake the lead. Yeah, and right now for Hopewell, they have to rely a little too much on Evan Crease playing hero ball right now. You gotta get everyone else going, get back to that balance that you had earlier in this game. Calvert on the offensive side. It'll be Harry Schultz with the left wing extended. Now brings it back up top. He'll go down inside, can't finish with the left hand. Elmore gets the board. Hopewell loud in other direction. Crease will be the one across half court for the Chieftains. He'll drive down inside, jump stop, forces it up. Can't get the friendly roll that time. Round back with the board for Calvert. Like the effort, but he was clearly going for the foul shots as opposed to the actual shot there. Schultz with it on the right wing now for Calvert. 6.34 left to go here, third quarter of action. Hopewell, the one-point lead, 28-27 over Calvert. Seneca's with possession. It'll be Palm setting things up between half court and the volleyball line in front of him. He'll find Schultz now, left wing extended, working on barrier. Swings it over now, Otterbacher. He'll find Palm right corner, down inside to Wagner. Pass a little too strong. And they'll say last touched by Calvert and go the other direction for Hopewell. Coach... Otterbacher doesn't like that. He thought somebody for Hopewell touched it. Sure seemed a little surprised that he thought someone touched it there. Hopewell the other direction trying to add on to their elite. Six minutes left to go here. Third quarter. Hopewell with the one-point advantage over Calvert. Getting over to Barrier. Left wing extended. Swinging it around now. Yarbrough. He'll pump fake. Still with it now. He'll stop, jump stop. Liner it to Crease. But they'll call... A grabbing foul on Wagner as Kreese was trying to fight for fight for a position down low. Yeah, and for Wagner, that's just a bad rotation there. You don't want to have Wagner on Kreese. Wagner's a big body. He's a little bit more methodical in his movements. Kreese, very much a finesse big player down there. They get it out to Yarbrough for the three, but it won't quite drop, touching about every part of the rim. Palm with the board. He actually breaks the ankles of Yarbrough a little bit in transition, and Goes out of bounds, last touched by Calvert. It goes the other direction for Hopewell. 5.38 left to go, third quarter. Well, talk about someone having a quietly great night. Nick Palmari has 15 points on the night. Barrier brings the ball up the floor this time for Hopewell Loudon being defended by Palm up top. He'll drive right side now to Yarbrough and has the ball stolen from him by Palm and then stolen right back by Yarbrough and then Palm will get the foul. He was trying to steal it right back again. Just the first foul of the game on Palm. Steal within a steal. It's a stealception. Barrier recrossing half court for Hopewell Loud, and he'll find Elmore left wing extended. Over now to Barrier. Barrier looking to drive inside briefly before finding Crease right wing extended for Hopewell. He'll try to get it over, but it'll be poked away, but ends up back in Elmore's hands. He'll find Barrier. He'll launch the three and makes the three from the right side. And we'll see now Coach Jury take 
A little full timeout with five minutes left to go here in this third quarter of action. Hopewell, the 31-27 lead. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on Cool Askets 96.7 WBBI. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Have you tried Campus Poly Eyes with their world-famous stuffed sticks? Campus Poly Eyes is at 339 South Blanchard Street and are serving up their award-winning pizza, amazing stuffed breadsticks, subs, salads, and more. Campus Poly Eyes is now delivering all over Findlay, and they offer a great selection of beer and wine for dine-in customers. Voted best restaurant, period, by the BG News three of the last five years. Campus Poly Eyes at 339 South Blanchard Street. Stop in and taste heaven. Back we are sorry. here from Calvert. You should be sorry, sorry. here. From Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. That's the second time while coming back from a break that you've just completely broken right when we go back on air. I can't help it that Bart times it so well right at the end of the breaks each time, man. I, I can't. The other time it. was me. It wasn't him. Oh, it was but. you, but it's like, I can't help it you guys time it up that well. It's It happens. Calvert ball going the other direction. They go inside to Jacob Rombach. He'll find... Now Otterbacher with it on the right wing for the Senecas. I'll get it back up top, Harry Schultz. Here's score 31-27, 4.30 left to go here. Third quarter of action between Hopewell Loudon and Tiffin Calvert. The Senecas trying to set up their offense, get something going in the half court. Lots of ball movement, but lots of just swing the ball around the perimeter right now. Palm will look to drive inside, find Schultz. He'll launch the three, he'll make the three from the left wing. Harry Schultz gets that one to fall. Yeah, impressive there. It wasn't really a lot of off-ball movement, a lot of ball movement, and they were able to get a nice clean look there for Schultz. Almore with it up top for Hopewell Loudon, maintaining the lead 31-30. to Reese now with it up top. He's being defended by Jacob Rombach. Reese gets it over Barrier, open for the corner three. That one won't fall. Rebound can be grabbed by Wagner, but he'll get a foul that time. Against Hopewell Loudon, I presume that will go against Elmore. And yes, it will. That'll be his third, so we'll see Will Nutter come and check in for him at the next dead ball. I, I feel bad saying this because I really enjoy watching Elmore when he's on and his energy levels up. He just seems to be lost in space out there tonight. Harry Schultz with the ball now for Calvert. Goes down inside. Rob lays it up and in after he was able to get great position down low. That'll allow Calvert to retake the lead 32-31. And right now, that timeout from Coach Jerry does not seem to be going well. Has to be poked out of bounds by Otterbacher. It'll stay with Hopewell. Loudon will see another check in for Illinois. 321. Left to go, third quarter. Calvert now the one point lead. Barrier will inbound for the Chieftains. He'll throw it into Crease. High post working on Otterbacher. Driving, he's double teamed. Palm rips it away from him, and he'll now come away with the steal. Palm down inside is hit a couple different times. They won't call a foul, but they will say it was last touched by Hopewell, so it will stay with Calvert with 3.09 left to go third quarter. Really surprised no foul was called, and there was a ton of contact 
as he was trying to make that transition basket. Palm will inbound for the Senecas. They'll throw it into Romback. Romback dumps it inside. Wagner, turnaround shot, up and good from Wagner as he steps away from a little further out, showing a little bit more range does Gavin Wagner. That'll extend this Calvert lead. This Gavin Wagner kid, he's he might be something special for this Calvert squad in the future if he keeps developing. He's already shown a lot of good things thus far on the season as he starts in this one tonight as well. Opal and setting up their offense in the half court. It'll be Barrier with a left wing. They'll drive inside, still working, pump faking. Now back out to Crease. Crease will find Yarbrough. Yarbrough, great pump fake finishing down inside. A block from behind by Otterbacher. Calvert now the other way. So they'll get it up ahead, but poked away by Crease somehow staying in bounds. But now Calvert gets the steal right back. They'll go down inside to Wagner and then poked out of bounds. And they'll say Yarbrough, last one to touch it. He's saying he did not touch it. It looks like it will nonetheless be Calvert basketball with 2.15 to go in the third quarter. Calvert, the three-point lead. The, the refs may want to start calling some things. It's getting a little chippy down there. Kind of saw this in the JV game, too, to a certain extent when fouls were starting to get a little a little more hardcore as the game progressed. Yes, you're, you've kind of let a lot of contact happen, and that's fair. That's a fair way to call the game. But this is two rival teams. You can't let too much of that contact happen. And then they come back and call a ticky-tack one. But it'll uh, it'll again stay with Calvert. Well, you have to call a few ticky-tacks because you got, you got to rein it back in a little bit. And Coach Otterbacher will take this time out with 2.03 to go third quarter. They lead by three. We'll keep it here this time on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI online for WBVI. Com. do have one game that has gone a final. Riverdale, the girls get the win over Pandora Gilboa by a score of 59-40. to 40. There's a handful of other uh, BBC girls games going on right now. Corey Rawson taking on Arcadia. McComb against Van Lu. Liberty Benson, a big lead thus far over Arlington. The lead 44-22. to 22. There's some other SBC games going on. Ooh, good one over... Lakeside, Danbury, they are all tied up with a new wriggle, 48 to 48 in the fourth quarter of that one on the boys' side. So we'll provide more updates as they become available. Norwalk, a four-point lead over Perkins at the half, 28 to 24. Other games that will take place in the SBC, Lakota will hit the road. They will take on Gibsonburg, so not a very far trip from Lakota over to Gibsonburg for that one. Margareta on the road, they take on Norwalk St. Paul. That matchup does not have any scoring updates. Columbian against Sandusky. Columbian the four-point lead, and early going to that one, they lead 15-11. to 11. Really some good matchups out there tonight. Some good matchups tomorrow, including the game we will have, uh, Arlington against Liberty Benton. That is going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that game. Ready to go following the timeout as Hopewell Loudon comes out in a 2-3 zone and quickly getting the steal to the Chieftains. Barrier with the steal. They'll find Crease now right wing. He'll spin back towards the wing. Palm almost poked it away, but stays with Hopewell. Barrier contested three, getting it to drop from the left corner does Blake Barrier. That'll allow Hopewell out and to tie it back up 34 apiece, about 135 to go in the third. And I'll tell you what, Calvert defensively is doing something great. They are forcing anyone besides Crease to beat them tonight. Well, again, in that 2-3 zone defensively, it's Palm slowing things down with now 120 left to go in the third. And 
He can just stand there and dribble as long as Hopewell stays back in the 2-3. They now do come up and trap him. They swing it over. Now it ends up in Otterbacher's hands. He'll drive left side of the baseline. He'll bounce it over. Wagner inside. Gets it to go with the foul. The sophomore continues to impress. Another and one opportunity for the Zenecas. I'll tell you what. You watch him play. I actually just saw him in the stands a few minutes ago here for the game tonight. Get some serious Nolan Beaker vibes from Wagner, the way he plays I, the game. I think about all or almost all of last year's seniors are here for Calvert. Yeah, it does seem like most of them are here. Because I know Garrett Spawn's here. I know Sislov's here. And foul, 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 foul shot did not go, but Roundback ends up cleaning it up and puts it back up and in for Calvert. So they will add on to the lead. It's 38-34. Yarbrough comes down for another three. This time won't fall. Rebound, I'll say last touch to buy Palms, so it'll stay with Hopewell under the basket, 48.5, left to go third quarter. Yeah, I, say, I do, do see a lot of the seniors from last year down here. I think, I think Sauber's here as well. Yeah. The only one I haven't for sure seen, I think, is uh, is Max Paul. Yeah, I, say, I don't think I've seen him yet. Barrier open from three, doesn't get that one to fall. Long rebound, Priest will come down with it. Swings it over to Barrier, down inside to Nutter. Good pump fake, but can't get it to go after the pump fake. Rebound grabbed by Martinez. He'll bounce it back out to Yarbrough. Now over to Kreese. Kreese will pump fake. He'll drive inside and blocked again by Otterbacher. His third block of the game. So now Calvert will go the other direction. Palm will bring the ball up the floor. So walk it up for now. 15 seconds remain in the third. Calvert, the four-point lead. I'm floored that Calvert's in the lead right now. They've really put on a good performance tonight. Palm driving inside, finds Otterbacher from way outside, barely grazes the backboard. The Wagner shot doesn't go either. Kreese tries to fling it up from way outside, and that one will touch nothing and conclude the third quarter. 38 to 34, your score. Calvert, the four-point lead through three here in this one. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. We come back, start of the fourth quarter here from Tiffin Calvert. You're listening to High School Basketball on Colaskets 96.7 WBBI. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 60 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Starting off the fourth quarter of action here from Calvert. Your site for tonight's action in high school basketball. Calvert, the 38-34 lead right now over Hopewell Loudon as we start the fourth quarter. Lee, it's Morris, Matt Common here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. Hopewell Loudon with possession to start this fourth quarter of action as they trail by a 38-34 score. Be Kreese with the ball top of the key for the Chieftains. He'll drive down inside. He'll be double teamed. He'll force it up and able to slip through the double team, getting that one to drop from the right side. A big basket 
for Evan Kreese to cut down the deficit by two and almost stolen away. Palm eventually will come back down with it. And they're gonna say Hopewell out and ball. And I've let this go for a, a little, little too long. Every time Nick Palm tries to bring the ball up, he gets hit at least one time. Oh yeah, no. At least one time. <laughs> there, there's been an extreme amount of contact and they're really dropping the ball on that one. From an officiating standpoint, the amount of contact that they're letting go at this stage, it's, you're going to have a like, very chippy fourth quarter I'd, because I, I'd say, especially down inside, you have to be more lenient than not with things because theoretically you can call a foul a lot of times when people go inside. But every time he just tries to bring the ball before, it feels like he's getting hacked. Yeah, he's, he's getting tagged quite a bit as he brings I just wanted to make sure it's not just me. Oh, no, he's def there's a lot more contact than usual going against Nick Palm, that's for sure. Barrier will inbound, he'll throw it right to Kreese who knocks it down from about 10 feet out. Nice shot again from Kreese as that'll tie it up at 38 apiece, 7-10 left to go. Scoreboard needs update, they don't have Evan Kreese out there but I believe that's now his 11th point of the night. Carter Wolf on the floor now for Calvert. He checks in for Wolf, or for Wagner rather. Calvert setting up their offense in the half court. Schultz driving down inside, stopping at the free throw line. Back out now to Palm. Palm will reset things with 6.45 left to go. All tied up 38 apiece between Calvert and Hopewell. Palm gets it over. Otterbacher left wing. He'll find Palm on the alley-oop, and Palm lays it up and in on the right side. Calvert retakes a two-point lead. Maybe not the dunks from years past, but still pretty impressive. Martinez open for his own three. That won't fall. Wolf will come down to get the board for Calvert. Palm has a chance to go in transition. Now it'll get it over to Schultz. Now back over to Palm to cross half court. Bouncing it down inside. Finishing with the left hand will be Carter Wolf as that'll add on to Calvert's lead back to four. Calvert is having an amazing game right now. Barrier, he finishes down inside and he'll get the and one opportunity with just under six minutes left to go. And the amount of noise that we heard on that thud coming down by Carter Wolf. It's, I know they got the padding under there on the wall, but. They might have padding, but it's not a whole lot of distance between the baseline and that, that backstop no, over there. That, that was a pretty hard hit against the floor he had to take. Barrier at the line for the and one. He'll knock it down. Just a one point lead now for Calvert under six minutes left to go. Yeah, right now, you still feel the momentum on Calvert's side, the way they're playing. Palm crosses half court for the Senecas. They get it now over to Schultz. Schultz making a couple jabs, steps now brings it back out towards center court. Gets it over to Otterbacher, just inside the left wing. They get it now over to Wolf. Wolf will drive baseline. Gets it inside to Rombach. He'll pump fake out to Palm. He'll launch the three. He won't get that one to fall. Priest comes in to snag the board for Hopewell. Now a lot more contact being not called down there right now. Priest has the ball ripped away from him. It'll be a jump ball. Possession arrow. We'll give it back over to Calvert with 5.19 left to go. Is I'll say, uh, I was going to say they're having Wagner check in, but they're making him wait a moment to check in, waiting for the buzzer to go off. He'll check in. For Rombach, we'll also see another check back in for Hopewell. He'll come in for Carter Yarbrough. Now and again, we see that really tall lineup out there for Hopewell. And so far tonight, hasn't been that successful. So I'm curious to see 
what they what Coach Jury seen that maybe were not out there in this rotation. Calvert with possession on the offensive side, 42-41, 5.05 left to go. They'll go down inside to Wolf, swinging it around. Up top now for Otterbacher, working on Crease. Back over now, Palm, Palm enters it inside to Wolf, left block. Back out now to Schultz. Schultz attacking left wing, and they'll have Coach Otterbacher tells him to back things up. They'll find Caden Otterbacher with it, right wing extended, being defended by Crease. Back over now to Palm, 440 left to go. Calvert still a one-point lead. They want to go down inside. Will Nutter pokes it away. Hopewell will take it the other way. Great defense there by Nutter. Barrier brings the ball up the floor for the Chieftains. He'll hand it over to Martinez. Martinez now slowing things down from the volleyball line for Hopewell. Back over now, Barrier. Barrier, right wing. He'll drive inside. Working on Otterbacher. Back out to Crease. Reese being switched on to now by Palm. He'll stop at the free throw line. Back over now, Barrier. Barrier drives left side. He'll go up and he'll get called for the offensive foul. Setting in to take the contact will be Harry Schultz. And you know, at that moment, just great job by Schultz. Standing there, keeping his feet planted and taking that contact. Very well done. We'll see Carter Yarbrough check in for Hope and will come back in for Nutter. 4.04 left to go in this one. Calvert, the 42-41 lead. Seneca's with possession. Palm Hill cross half court. Bouncing it to Schultz on the right wing. Schultz will now drive right side. Goes up and he'll draw the foul. I think they'll get Martinez for that one. Priest came in to block it right before that foul was called. And yeah, they will in fact get Martinez for the foul. Yeah, that's the right call there between the two of them of who gets tagged with the foul. Martinez definitely engaged in more contact there. I think they might be debating giving Coach Hunterbacher a tag. No, actually waving it off. So they're waving it off and they call a lane violation? I think they took away one free throw. They did, this could be a one and one. No, it can't be a one and one because that's they're not in the bonus yet. I think they called a lane violation and took away one of his two free throws. Oh, fair enough. How? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out, I really don't know. Nonetheless, Calvert will extend their lead. Crease, he'll launch the three, that one won't go. His first three taken on the night. Palm with the board, Calvert goes the other direction for 3.33 left to go here in this contest. Calvert, the 43-41 lead. Yeah, I'm just trying to still figure out how they call the lane violation there. Calvert now will set up their offense in the half court. Palm with it left wing. Over now to be Carter Wolf. Caden Otterbacher with it right wing, bouncing it over to Schultz. Schultz being defended by Kreese, working to the left. Briefly had Wolf. Now he'll get it to Wolf after he came back towards the wing. Goes down inside, Otterbacher laying it up and in on the left side. Actually, first points on the night for Caden Otterbacher. He's been held in check on offense. That's an extremely quiet night for Caden Otterbacher. But he's made his presence known on defense. He has at least three blocks to his credit. Yes, he has. That he certainly has. Offensively been quiet. Defensively, he's definitely done a great job. 2.45 left to go in this one. Calvert, the four-point lead. Hopewell with possession. Grease with it right wing extended. Wanted Barrier to get open, wasn't able to get open. 
Grace will maintain his dribble. He has it up top. And Otterbacher pokes it away. Otterbacher in transition to be fouled by Kreese. Otherwise, we're seeing Otterbacher throw down a dunk. Okay. I'm, I will give Kreese credit, though, because he fouled Caden Otterbacher, but didn't hip check him or do anything dirty. No, it was, it was clean. It was clean. Definitely. A lot of times in that situation, you see emotions get the better of people. Yeah, I mean, that, that time that, it did not. That could have gotten ugly fast, but it was. That was clean. Good job. Full timeout by Hopewell Loudon. 2.28 left to go here in this one. 45 to 41 is your score. We'll keep it here this time on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online at WBBI.com. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you for tonight's matchup here. SBC River matchup, and it has been a very, very good one. And Matt, we were, we were kind of talking before the game. I mean, let, let's call a duck a duck. We thought Hopewell Loudon was going to win this one pretty easily. That has not been the case here tonight. Oh, I'll just call it as it is. I, after seeing Hopewell Loudon in the games they played, I thought they were going to boat race Calvary. So now I really did. I, I was not expecting the rivalry between these two to factor in so much. And frankly, another thing you got to pay attention to with Hopewell Loudon, you look at their three-point shooting. A lot of their big wins have come in very high success high percentage three-point shooting nights. Which they had in the first half. They second did. half, not so much. Se I say second half, they're maybe about 15, 20%. I feel like they now. haven't even taken that many either. No, they really haven't. So it's been, it, you live by the three, you die by the three. And more importantly than that, they have really forced other people besides Evan Kreese to beat them tonight. And he's still had a pretty good game. But they're, they're definitely holding him below his average. He came in and not averaging 20. It's a testament to who he is as a player that this is a a rough night for him at 14 points. Gaden Otterbacher misses the first of the two free throws with under two and a half minutes left to go. Second one won't go either. Blake Barrier with the board for Hopewell. And Barrier's had himself a pretty solid night too. Barrier will bring the ball up the floor for Hopewell. He'll have it on the right side, finds Martinez. Martinez pump fakes. Now brings it out to the left wing, finds Barrier in the high post, back out Martinez. He'll drive in. Now brings it out to the right wing. 2.05 left to go. Hopewell trailing in this one, but with the possession on the offensive side. Martinez, a little head fake, being switched on to by Wolf. Has it on the left wing. Now he'll drive baseline, steps it back, finds Yarbrough on the wing. Yarbrough will drive inside. He'll lose the handle. Nutter picks it up, goes up, and gets that one to go after the pump fake from Will Nutter. That'll cut down their deficit. It's down to two with 1.45 to go. I mean, we're going to say that was a pass. <laughs> Calvin now setting up in the half court as they will look to take some time off of this clock with the two-point lead. Schultz with it on the right wing. Up now, top now to Otterbacher. Palm briefly had the space on the cut. Now comes back to the left corner. Now over to the wing, over to Wolf. Wolf gets the screen from Wagner. Doesn't create a whole lot of space. Back over now, Otterbacher. 115 left to go. Calvert, the 45-43 lead. They'll double-team Otterbacher. Schultz pump fakes, gets crease in the air. He'll drive baseline. Doesn't get the foul call, but there to clean it up will be Carter Wolf touching every part of the rim before falling. Calvert's lead up to four with a minute to go. Calvert just may pull off one of the bigger upsets of the season this in the early stages here. Martinez drives down inside for Hopewell. Finds Crease on the cut. He'll force it up with the right hand. Doesn't get that one to go as Wagner will get the board and Quickly coming into foul, Kreese will foul Schultz, and now Schultz will get fouled with 47.5 left to go. I think 
One more foul will put them in the bonus. That's the last. That, that was the foul that put them in the bonus. So and now we will see some eight, one and ones for Schultz with 47 and a half to go. Yeah, and honestly, as long as it's not Nick Palm, you feel like you have a shot here. It's, as long as you don't let the ball get to Nick Palm, you feel like you have a shot. And Coach Roger Drury will take the timeout with 47 and a half left to go here in this contest. Your score, 47-43, Calvert with the lead. It'll be a full timeout. We'll go ahead and take the timeout right along with him. You are listening to High School Basketball on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Back we are here, 47 and a half seconds remain in this one. Calvert, the 47 to 43 lead over Hopewell Loud and Lance Morris. Matt Conlon with you here on Classic It's 96.7 WBVI Online. WBVI.com, one and one opportunity. Harry Schultz will make the front end of the free throws, extending the Calvert lead. Yeah, really at this stage, even with the fouls, it's, you have a big enough deficit. This might be too little, too late, getting them into foul trouble. Second one up and good as well from Harry Schultz. That'll make it now a larger lead, 49-43. Barrier, he's open for the three. Doesn't get that one to drop. As long rebound is going to be grabbed by Martinez. Martinez blocked from behind by Caden Otterbacher. And now they will foul Nick Palm with 34.6 left to go. Oh, that's how you put a statement on an upset win. The Calvert faithful on their feet in front of us with now 34.6 left to go. Senior Nick Palm at the line. And the Hopewell faithful in a bit of stunned silence right now. First free throw up and good for the future Finley Oiler, Nick Palm. Got to imagine at this point, Coach Sure, he may just call off the dogs at this stage. Second one up and good as well from Palm. Will extend their lead now to eight. 33 seconds left to go. Braylon Martinez with it for Hopewell. He'll have it left wing. He'll lose his dribble. Bear drives baseline. He'll create some contact. Can't get that one to drop. Rebound is going to be snagged by Martinez. Now Kreese will take the three. He makes the three, but they call a foul on the floor before the shot was taken. And they certainly called the foul before the shot was taken. You can argue whether or not they should have called the foul, but they did. I mean, they called it, so there we go. Barrier will inbound for Hopewell with 21 and a half left to go. They'll throw it into Kreese. Kreese will be blocked again by Otterbacher, but gets his own miss and reverse lays it up and in with the right hand. And Coach Jury will take the timeout. 17.3 left to go here in this one. Your score is 51 to 45. Calvert with the lead over Hopewell Loudon. Lance Moore's Matt Common here with you. Classic at 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI. 
Columbian.com. Quick scoring update for some of the other games in the area. Columbian, a 25-20 lead over Sandusky. They're at the halfway point in that matchup. Perkins now, they take the lead over Norwalk. They lead 51-40 over the Norwalk Truckers. Sandusky St. Mary, they lead Fremont St. Joe 43-32. They're in the third quarter of that matchup. And the other SBC games do not have any additional updates, but we do have one game that has went final. New Regal, they pull off the win on the road against Danbury. They win that one at 66 to 65. That, that's a pretty good win for New Regal. The Calvert ball following the timeout, 17.3 left to go. They'll throw it deep, but it is gonna be easily stolen by Yarbrough for Hopewell. He'll find Elmore now left wing over to Crease. Crease. Launching the three, comes up short. Rebound is going to be grabbed by Palm with eight seconds, and they will foul Palm with 7.3 left to go. And that should basically wrap this one up here. So that'll send Nick Palm to the line yet again. I got to imagine this is a definite career night for Nick Palm as these free throws could get him in the 20-point category. Yeah, if he makes these, I mean, he's already having an amazing night. Let's just call it as it is. About 20 points on the night, potentially 21. Upset win against a very top-ranked team in the region. This was definitely a statement win for Calvert and a statement night for Nick Palm saying, hey, I may be one of the best in the area too. You just don't really know it yet. Both free throws drop from Palm. Martinez step back three from the left corner. He'll get that one to drop. But that will do it here for this one. A 53-48 to 48 win for Tiffin Calvert as they get the win tonight over Hopewell Loudon. Honestly, I, I'm a little floored. I really am. But you know what? At the end of the night, the way Calvert played, the energy level they had, you had the home crowd, the home court advantage working for you. It's it, not as big of a surprise that they were able to pull away in the end and actually come away a winner. Just, I mean, some of the moments were... Hopewell just looked completely flat tonight. I was not expecting that, and I, I feel bad as a point out for one of them, but Donovan Elmore, I, I, that was a big issue that he was out there as long as he was because he just had a rough, rough night against Gavin Wagner, who really had a coming out night as one of the better players on this team overall. It's the, the, the energy level for Hopewell versus Calvert was shocking across the board. And that, that matchup right there, Wagner versus Elmore, was really a microchasm of this entire game. It's microchasm, that's a fine. Microchasm, it doesn't matter. Point is, it was very, well, very impressive. Well, another thing to add on to your point, obviously, it's not all about scoring. You can do a whole lot more. Donovan Elmore was held scoreless. Yeah. He had no, he had no points in four fouls he was going against a sophomore. That's... This was, a, just to call it as is, this was a very rough night for him. It was a very, very rough night for him. And honestly, it was a rough night across the board. I mean, Blake Barrier had a good night. 12 Blake points. Barrier had a good night. Average. Chris had a couple fouls. I think that was really, really the only negatives he had. He had himself a solid night, but he was held under his average. He had 16. He came in tonight averaging 20. And Braylon Martinez was a little bit over with 10. So, I mean, you got decent nights from Hopewell just... Tonight in particular, you just got much, much better nights from Calvert. And Nick Palm especially, I mean, 21 points on the night for a point guard in a matchup where he's one of the shortest guys on the floor. And he came out and played like he was 10, 11, 12 feet tall kind of situation. I mean, it was 
That was remarkable. He was pulling in rebounds. He was attacking the paint, getting the outside shots. It was you know, on a night when you had a lot of seniors and graduating members from last year's 22-0 regular season team in attendance. And among them, one of the best point guards I've ever had the pleasure of seeing in Garrett Spawn. You had a very Garrett Spawn-esque performance tonight from Nick Palm. And if you get that more often than not, Calvert well, may be a team that makes a run once again. You, you talk about how great Garrett Spawn was. and we've, we've talked about that over the last handful of years at nauseum. Yes. He made it look easy in general. He did. By it, and it large. Was, it was he made it look easy for him. Whereas Nick Palm, he, you could tell he had to work for every single point that he had, which yeah. there's no right or wrong way. It's just the different styles of play you have between lead guard from last year compared to lead guard for this year. Well, I mean, and you look at it, there's there's the surgeon, there's the scalpel, and that was Garrett Spawn. He was a scalpel. He could pick a spot, attack it perfectly, stop on a dime, that kind of thing. Very finesse kind of player. Whereas Dick Palm, he's a grit grinder. I mean, you, you want to throw hockey terms out there the way you watch him play and take hits. He, he's a grit grinder. He gets after it. He takes contact. He makes plays are they pretty no honestly for the most part they're kind of ugly they were just gonna call it as it is but it doesn't have to be ugly it just ha- or it doesn't have to be pretty it just has to work and if it works that's great and he's really demonstrated that tonight where it's just gritty aggressive play but also doing it in a way where it's gritty and aggressive but also clean he got a lot of good defensive looks a lot of good defensive opportunities and second chance opportunities because he did it clean and he did it effectively. So it's, yeah, I think that's a great comparison point where Garrett Spawn, it was, it was, it was like, it was like watching poetry. It was like watching poetry just in motion. It's very fluid. It flowed from one end to the other. It was consistent. It didn't really look like he had to put forth a lot of effort. Just naturally it was occurring. Whereas Nick Palm, I'll tell you what. As may, I maybe, say, maybe it has to do with how hard it was for him to bring the ball up the floor maybe. most of the night. But Nick, Nick Palm earned the ice bath tonight. I mean, that's for sure. It's the, the way he played, the way he went after it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great comparison. And you know what? I'll go ahead and say this, taking a step further. The level of making it look easy, Garrett Spawn, Bronski, Max, Paul, and all those guys had over the last couple years. Maybe by the time he got to the end of the season, see, season that created a little bit of a air of compl- uh, like a feeling of complacency, where it's like we're just so good at this, we can kind of coast at different points, and obviously at different times that cost them during the season, during the postseason. But this team, I mean, if you have to grind, if you have to get after it every single game to get the scrappy wins. That bodes even better for you postseason-wise because you're used to those types of games then. Well, and we'll, we'll talk about the Hopewell side of things here in a moment, but compared to what we saw from Calvert two weeks ago, this is already a night and day difference in just not even two full weeks. They're a demonstrably better team. There, there's no game or the infinitely better team than we saw two weeks ago. They, they have a lot more poise. They, they seem to kind of have an idea of who they are. And I'll call it as it is. I really will, and I appreciate what he brings to the game as a senior, but swapping Gavin Wagner for Lee Morgan may be one of the best things that Coach Otterbacher's done in a while. I mean, if that's a a recurring theme now that Gavin 
I'd, Wagner's I'd, I'd say he earned the starting spot tonight. He might have started games before this, but this was at least the first time we saw him in the starting lineup. I, I'd say you only pull him from the starting lineup if he has a series of disastrous games. Otherwise, man, he looks phenomenal. He, he looked the part of everything you want from a big man in this offense and defense. And then you add what Nick Palm did from the outside. You add what you got defensively from Caden Otterbacher. If you can get going offensively consistently now for him. I mean, this Calvert team just unseated a very, very talented Hopewell squad that is near the top of everybody's wish list and playoff list for the region. And they did it kind of convincingly. Marker Callender. January 26th. At Hopewell? At Hopewell when these two teams play again. That should be a good one. That should really be a good one. And let's uh, let's talk more on the Hopewell side since we've talked a lot of Calvert here uh, following this big upset win for them. I mean, you, you saw them once before. You saw them in the season opener for them against Arcadia. But this is obviously a Hopewell team that because of, in part, how well they played in that first game of this year, the year that you saw, you thought, okay, this might be Hopewell, it, this might be the team to beat in the SBC. And, I mean, they still have plenty of time to obviously, of course, make adjustments. This is only their second loss of the season. But they're only one senior touched the floor tonight. And Chase Jorgensen, I'm sure, I don't know if he's injured or what. I know he hasn't played this year. I know he's he was a big part of the team last year. Mm -hmm. But they only have those couple seniors that really can play because we already know Hayden Welly's not going to be back on the floor because of his football injury. So this is still a very young team as well, although by and large a much more seasoned team compared to Calvert just because Crease, Elmore, Barrier, these were all guys that were getting a lot of time a year ago. They were, and you know what? It's I, I think you touched on it perfectly there by stating the fact that they have time to figure this out. They really do. Um, I, I would not be, for any Hopewell fans out there, I am not even going to remotely say you need to start worrying doom and oh, gloom no, oh no sure. this could be they're gonna be fine they really are it's that they're gonna figure it out and i i know we've singled out elmore a little bit tonight but it's because it's such a give and take with him you see his potential i mean that layup that crease got where it bounced around a little bit elmore's head was in line it was with about him. at the rim yeah oh it was in line with the top of the box behind the rim i mean the, the kid is just an athletic specimen of a player, no surprise. I mean, coming from the Elmore family, his sister playing at Clemson right now, uh, and just it, you see the potential there, and it's just you get the feeling for him as well. He just he can do it naturally, so he doesn't push it. He doesn't push it as much in some situations, and just takes him a little too long to get his motor going. So, Coach Jerry can find a way to get that motor going earlier with him, find a way to get consistency from the offense because it really also felt like for Hopewell didn't seem like they took as many shots in the second half just really did just yeah. it seemed like they passed the ball around end up having to get tipped away at the last moment and then next thing you know it's another basket for Calvert so it's, they got time to figure this out get, get some consistency offensively if you can get Elmore going on both sides of the ball you could really have something special there between him and Crease. But there, there's. I'm trying to think of who the play. There's a player at the professional level. His name is completely escaping me. But the book is. I think it's. A, I think it's a wide receiver in the NFL. But basically, it's like hit him early, and he's just gonna. He's just gonna tune out the rest of the game. 
that's kind of what we saw from Elmore tonight because he couldn't get going early, gets into some foul trouble as well. And by that point, I mean, he still had a call. He had a block here and there later in the game, but certainly he was taken out of this game from a pretty early moment. Well, and the other big thing when it comes to Elmore is, ju just to call it as it is, he's a much better offensive player than defensive player. It's he, He's still trying to get a feel for it. And, I mean, God love him. He, he could have another growth spurt in him because he's still growing into his body as well. You definitely can tell that he's, he's at that lanky kind of awkward stage. He hasn't completely grown into that body yet. So when you see it on defense, he plays off so much. It's, he's just so passive on the defense side. If they can get something going, build him up and kind of get where, yeah, he may be able to take a foul or two early and it doesn't set him down the path for the rest of the game. They should be fine. They should be absolutely fine. It's just, yeah, I, I really, I, I think the one that you're talking about, and I could be wrong on this, for the receiver, it's kind of what you saw back in the day with like guys like Randy Moss, where you kind of beat them up a little bit early in the game. Their focus is going to be on the fact they got beat up as opposed to just moving past it and getting on with the game. So for Elmore, that's something that he can learn. I mean, uh, he, the kid's talented is all get out. I've, we've seen him have good games. I mean, we've seen him with 20-plus point nights at different stages last year. So he's certainly capable of it. It's just a matter of getting that night in, night out for Hopewell, and I think they'll be fine at that point. So, again, Hopewell faithful, this is a rough one tonight. Definitely a rough one. You don't want to lose to Calvert. It's going to be okay. It's, They'll get another chance in a little more than a month. A little, little bit over a month. Should be That should be a great game. That should be a great, great game. Thank you for listening to High School Basketball here on Classic It's 96.7 and online WBBI.com. A big thank you as always to our producer for tonight pushing all the buttons. Make sure we were heard on Classic It's 96.7 WBBI online at WBBI.com. Bart Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course. Oh, absolutely doing the Lord's work. He did a great job as always. And, you know, it's, it's fun to have the band back here. I don't, I don't think we have any, uh, you know, anyone doing solo route opportunities here for the foreseeable future, so. I might make you do a game solo, but we'll talk about that here in a little Whoa. bit. Whoa! What do you mean? We just got back together and already you're bailing? Dude. Ah, oh, that's fine. I like doing the games like that. It's okay. For my broadcast partner, Matt Gobbins, this is Lance Morris signing off here from Tiffin. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school basketball here tonight. One final time, Calvert, a 53-48 win over Hopewell Loudon. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. It's time for... All right, let's go. That's right, time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By M.J. Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Mill Work, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.